Hello and welcome to the Mix It Up podcast. My name is Tara Thompson. I am a pharmacist and this podcast is a show where we take you behind the counter to hear from experts in the field of pharmacy. Specifically, we talk to pharmacists who are stepping outside of the box in the profession and showcasing unique roles that pharmacists have as healthcare providers. Today, I have a very, very exciting um, guest to introduce to you. This is Dr. Azizi Ray. She's actually a dual PharmD, which is a pharmacist, a doctorate of pharmacy, and PhD. Um, she has her PhD in behavioral pharmacology. So such an interesting route to go on as an individual down two separate doctorate paths. So I'm going to let Dr. Ray say hello and tell us all about her path into this pharmaceutical world that she is in today. Hello, Tara. Thank you for having me on your show. I feel so blessed to be here this morning. Thank you so much. So I had the non-traditional route to this program. I was initially a high school mathematics teacher and I taught high school math for about 21 years. However, I was always interested in the field of pharmacy. However, children happened before I could transition to that. So my goal was when my younger two were going to college, I was a freshman with them and I enrolled at Mercer University College of Pharmacy in the PharmD program. Now I have um, some family history with addiction. So when I entered Mercer, I was interested in doing some research in the substance abuse area. And I volunteered initially in Kevin Mernan's lab, Dr. Mernan's lab, who is my current mentor, I guess was my mentor. I guess he still is. Um, and I volunteered for about a semester and I really fell in love with the type of work we were doing. So he does a lot of neurobiological um, disease states and specifically uh, substance abuse was what I was interested in. The great thing at Mercer is they offer a variety of outlets to pharmacy students to do different things in different areas. So there's a summer program there for pharmacy students to do research. So I enrolled in that program and it's a 12 week program. And then after completing that, I was so excited about the work that I was doing. I thought to myself, I've already left a career for 21 years. Why just shoot for the sky when I could shoot for the moon? So I decided to enroll in the PhD program as well. Wow. So that's kind of how I got where I am. Wow. That is so neat. So what does this mean for your future? Do you plan on being a pharmacist? Do you plan on being a, re what, what, do you, what do people do with a dual doctorate like this? Especially for, I know we have a lot of um, students who are listeners, pharmacy students and what does this mean for your future? What could they do now to get there? Okay, so specifically what can be done is it makes you um, twice as marketable. So currently in an environment where it's saturated with pharmacists or saturated with PhDs, you have the duality of both degrees. So it gives you a leg up in the workforce. I actually plan to continue research. So when I leave a Mercer, I will be in a, doctor, a postdoctoral program at the University of um, Arkansas for medical sciences. And I will be doing substance abuse research there, more on the lines of looking at 
um, computational models of neural activity to treat drug addiction and specifically stimulant addiction within communities of color. So one of the, I'll say responses to the lack of diversity in the scientific workforce as marginalized scientists, we need a seat at the proverbial table to expand thinking and inclusion of a range of ideas and approaches. So I'm acquiring the tools and the training to earn a seat at that table to increase conversations and enhance, or as well as institute changes about issues of race and economic and gender inequality in um, substance abuse research, as well as the healthcare setting in general. I hope that That's answered awesome. kind of the question. Yeah, absolutely. That is so, that is so cool. I know given your, your history, the reason you went into this field in the first place was that you had an interest in this particular thing. And we applaud you for doing both and getting a seat at that table, girl is easy for, I mean, just background. My is easy is, has been crucial in helping us, um, both with the university, um, and also with volunteer students and also with our vaccine efforts. So thank you so much, Azizi. You're, you're the bomb. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> tell us about your, your thesis and, and your thesis that you just defended not too long ago. Um, okay. What was that topic about? Um, and, you know, I know that had to do with behavioral pharmacology. So, so my dissertation focus was the neurotoxicity and abuse liability associated with alpha pyrrolidine propiofenone, a mouthful, which I'll call alpha PPP moving forward, and two of its analogs. So alpha PPP and its analogs are synthetic cathinones, and most people don't know that term, but they do know bath salts, and not bath salts like Epsom salts like you bathe in but the term that was used to kind of circumvent the legality associated with controlled substances. So synthetic cathinones were designed to mimic the effects of traditional drugs of abuse, such as methamphetamine and cocaine and MDMA. And the term was used to skirt the legality of the controlled substance law, as well as like analogs acts. So I specifically looked at the changes in neurochemistry, such as like levels of dopamine, neuroepinephrine and serotonin, as well as behavioral changes like in terms of cognition and memory and learning and how those were impacted by exposures to high doses of these cathinones, as well as the abuse liability associated with them. Because what the gold standard says is if an animal will abuse a drug, then a human will abuse a drug. So that's kind of what my research focus was on, looking at these particular compounds and seeing how they impacted us in terms of behavior, in terms of neurochemistry, and in terms of um, abuse and the need to continue to use these drugs, or if they had the reinforcing effectiveness to want to maintain using these drugs. Wow. So, okay. So for anybody who's listening, if that doesn't tell you how cool pharmacists are, I'm sorry, but that is awesome. This is why we spotlight our profession because there are people like Azizi just doing 
all the things like half of those things i didn't even know what you're talking about but hello you're that is that is so neat um wow well the the great thing about i think a great thing about like both worlds having the clinical training as well as having the research background is it allowed me to conduct research that simultaneously advanced theories and then generated insight for practical applications to develop new ways to treat patients. So that kind of bench to bedside, I have the opportunity to explore both worlds and able to make a greater connection between those two things. That makes, that makes perfect sense because honestly, like we don't know a lot of these what these drugs are doing actually without testing it. I know when, um, when I was in college, we were doing, um, experiments on cocaine and impulsive choice and how, um, these rats were in Skinner boxes and they were basically like tapping on a lever. If they waited long enough, they could get more fruit loops. If they pushed it too quickly, they would only get one. And it was like, well, on cocaine, do people, of course, we're extrapolating, but do they wait for the greater gratification in the long term or are they OK with the instant right now? But it's a smaller reward. So, so interesting, um, just the brain in general and substances that in pharmacy we see all the time and um, have to be aware of what's out there because it is on our doorstep and we have to be aware of that. Exactly. So, cool work you're doing. I love bench to bedside. Um, can you, for, for students who are listening or those who are looking to go down this path, can you kind of speak to um, the opportunities and challenges of preparing a thesis, a thesis defense, your dissertation? What does that look like? So, I'm thankful, grateful, and blessed for having landed on Mercer's doorstep. I, I must put that out there. Mercer felt like family the first day I entered or I walked on that campus. And if I didn't have the platform and the ability to pursue my dreams and pursue my aspirations in a safe environment, I don't believe I would be where I am now. So I'm most thankful to Mercer for that. You must have the conviction and dedication to pursue your dreams. And nothing should be an obstacle to you getting to that end goal. And if there are obstacles, then you must find people to help you navigate those obstacles. And you will always have an opportunity in your path to have someone come and say, oh, well, that's something I can definitely assist you with. And that was completely my experience at Mercer. Difficulties. So, Unfortunately, for the type of degree I was applying for or the degrees that I was applying for, there was overlap at one point. So my P3 year and the start of my PhD year overlapped. And that was a bit to navigate. 
So I was very vigilant about maintaining a calendar, maintaining a vision board, maintaining big picture items and revisiting them every time I felt discouraged or every time I felt like, yeah, this seems so insurmountable. And always having someone to talk to these things, uh, talk about these things with, who was within the world that I was in and not in the world that I was in. I will say that rotations added a level of intensity with having to navigate rotations for a period of time and then switch brains and go back to the research frame of mind. So navigating that was a little difficult. In terms of writing my dissertation, I have been doing that as well as overlapping it with a course that I need to take to complete the PharmD. So I kind of prioritized it in terms of what needed to be done at what time, within what time frame. Meaning I gave myself, I believe, three to six months to write my dissertation. And I knew that that would also involve me studying for the course that I'm also in. So I just toggled or navigated back and forth between the two. So I spent time during the day writing my dissertation and I set expectations for what to do or, or what to achieve for that particular day. So if I needed to write, I don't know, five pages that day, then I allocated time for those five pages. And then if I needed to study or to read or to complete a quiz, I allocated a certain amount of time of that day to do that as well. And I navigated back and forth between the two. And at one point, if writing seemed to be a little overwhelming, then I transitioned back to studying for the course. Or if studying for the course seemed to be a little too overwhelming, then I navigate back to writing. So I toggled both until I completed it. Now, one great thing I did have on my side is that I also had two other lab members that were in the dissertation process as well. So we were kind of um, checks and balances for each other. So, hey Z, did you achieve your goal for today? Or Neha, did you achieve your goal for today? Or AD may say, Z, did you achieve your goal for the week? So we kind of kept each other on point in terms of meeting our goals and expectations for completing our dissertation. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. <laughs> um, okay. Awesome, yeah, that, so that's coming directly from someone who's been there, done that, um, done the ins and outs of it all. It's fresh, she's she's new, she just graduated. So, um, so proud of you, Dr. Azizi Ray. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and that's still a little disconcerting. I got an email today where someone addressed me as Dr. Ray and I literally thought, did they mean to send that to me? Like, oh yeah, they did send that to me. I am Dr. Ray. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 strange sometimes to it accept is. the fact that you earned it. Exactly. Um, but you did and you deserve it. So Thank you. yeah. 
um, I still, I still kind of, when, when I have a student and they're like Dr. Thompson, just being formal, it's, it's respectful for, for a student to say that, but um, I'm just, sometimes I'm, I'm looking yeah. behind me too, like, oh, it's, oh, you can call me Tara. It's fine. No, no big deal. But exactly. thank you for recognizing the fact that I did, you know, we worked very exactly. hard. So you do and deserve that. Which is how I replied to the email. Thank you for the accolade. However, oh. you can address me as Azizi. Oh, so sweet, Azizi. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. Your time and your transparency truly is invaluable um, to those who maybe have, I mean, I personally have always wondered kind of how it worked with a PhD and a pharmacist. Like, do, the, do, do you go into research? So thank you so much for just letting us um, into your world for a minute and we really appreciate you and are very proud of what you've done. Thank you so much. And I appreciate being here and being asked to be here. Thank you. And, and also um, thank you for your tenacity and your dedication to, to patients. Um, I've seen you work a vaccine clinic and um, apparently it was like you're doing magical things. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, and thank you to all our listeners today who joined us for the Mix It Up podcast. If you know someone who can benefit from this conversation, please share this podcast with them. Um, and you can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, all the major podcast outlets, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Um, and that way you can tell when new um, episodes become available. So before we go, I just want to ask Azizi, um, if you have, um, can you tell us where people can find you if they have any questions for you or want to reach out? So I'm not a social media type person, but if you need to communicate with me, please feel free to email me at Azizi, A as in zebra, I mean, A as in apple, Z as in zebra, I as in ink, Z as in zebra, I as in ink, Ray, R-A-Y at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Ray. I'll just put it out there. Dr. Ray, put some. Thank you, Dr. Thompson. <laughs> put some doctor out, out in the universe. But uh, um, thank you so much for being here again. And we appreciate your time. And thank you all, to all our listeners as well. Thank you again for having me.